All right, welcome everyone to a new episode of the Roscoe's Wetsuit Neuro Podcast. I am your host, Toby Passman. On the show with me today, we are joined by a special guest, Robin Harris. Robin is a soul alignment mentor and founder of Equa Energy, uh, Wellbeing Naturally. Having known what it's like to feel stressed, ill, and overwhelmed, she's passionate about holding a safe and nurturing space in which to intuitively and gently inspire others to reconnect with their sense of joy, purpose, and love of life. She feels it's so important to understand how our thoughts and beliefs impact our well-being and how our bodies respond to these and to the world around us. Having this knowledge enables us to make the choices that will best support our well-being. Working from a holistic perspective, she believes that we can draw a lot of wisdom from the natural world and from the animals who share our lives. She therefore also offers the opportunity to experience the healing of the magical space at Equa Energy, and if you feel drawn to it, of the energy of her amazing equine partners, Dakota and Rika. Uh, Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Toby. It's lovely to be here. Great. Well, tell me, how would you define the, uh, what you, so you call yourself a soul alignment mentor. Tell me, tell me how do you define that yeah. as? Uh, it, I was working with a coach last year and we were looking at what exactly we do and how do we put that across to other people. And I kind of was thinking, well, what do I call myself? I went through holistic practitioner and all of these other things. And coaching is kind of what I do, but the, the term just didn't sit well with me. And then I, something just happened and the word mentor came into my mind. And then I came across the Oprah Winfrey quote saying that a mentor is somebody who shows you the hope within yourself. And that just, you know, when you just feel that's it, that's right, that turns on the light bulb, that resonates, that's the perfect word that I'm looking for. And the soul alignment part is that I'm passionate about getting back to who we really are, getting back in touch with that inner kind of wild, the, what lies underneath all of the conditioning that we pick up through our lives, getting beneath that to who we really are, our, our true selves, our intuitive selves, and to really listen to that and let it guide us, let those little nudges that it gives us really help us steer and navigate our path. Um, so coming into alignment with that, basically coming into alignment with that innermost heart and soul of who you really are, because then it's like all of our energies just line up. All of those dots connect and there's nothing inside of us that's fighting against anything else. Everything is just, we, you know, you suddenly slot into that ease and flow, get into that zone and things just happen strangely synchronously coincidentally and that's when we reconnect as well with our joy with our passions with the things that really light us up and make our souls sing hence uh putting all of that together to be soul alignment mentor awesome so would you would you argue that so that that kind of true inner self is that kind of who we were as, as kids before we learned all of the, the sort of conditioning that, that society has imposed on us? Is that like, would you view it like that or, or do you think it's something different? 
I think it is that it's it's the essence of who we were right as soon as we were born so before anything else happens to us we just are that being uh and probably even you know it's, it's who we come into this world as because we even before we are born while we're still growing within our mothers things are happening we're responding to the environment but we are more that kind of blank slate not entirely but largely that blank slate and it's that getting back to i can choose who i want to be i can listen to those inner nudges to those just intuitive senses of who i am how i want to respond to things rather than being told and conditioned in that okay and tell me about like your your journey as far as getting to where you are today as far as like what what was your process of kind of getting to that intuitive or building that that intuition up it's been a long and organic one really uh years and years ago in fact right back when i was a teenager life was quite stressful for a period of time and my body reacted by i had migraines I then went on to get glandular fever and from that I developed chronic fatigue syndrome or ME. And it was a large part of my journey, certainly the start of my journey was coming to realize that that was my body telling me things aren't working. You know, pay attention, listen, make the changes, start to make the choices that are authentic for you, for me, so that I can develop that greater well-being, that greater sense of who I am and be true to that. And I kind of drifted in and out of that after getting well again. And, you know, when you, you have a habit and you have a way of living, it's so easy to slot back into that when you're not being conscious. And I, I did that. So it was then having to remember and really put into place all those practices and to develop them and grow them and to really understand them. I think previously coming out of the chronic fatigue, I made those changes, but I didn't really understand them at the deep level. And so I slipped out of them again and became stressed and knew that I was going to become ill again if I didn't take, um, take better care of myself and really listen to my body and respond to what it was asking of me the changes it wanted me to make so i uh, became much more i guess sort of systematic about it really explored it really went into depth really sought to understand what was going on and having done that i'm then passionate about sharing it with others and tell me about like some of the the changes that you did make what uh what did you notice as far as what your body was telling you or what what sort of shifts that you made that that improved your, your health? I was somebody who wouldn't have been able to say no, who wouldn't have stood up for what I needed, would have just gone along with everybody else, would have tried to fit in, be that square peg in a round hole. So when I was saying earlier about getting everything into alignment and suddenly you feel that ease and flow, I wasn't in alignment. So inside i was feeling one way but outside i was doing something else and i i was kind of wearing this veneer and this outward mask 
that wasn't really being true to who I was because I'd kind of lost touch with that. So for me, it was getting back in touch with that. And for me, doing that through nature. So starting to watch nature and get involved with just exploring it and understanding it and enjoying it and and the, all the lessons that it teaches us about patience, about trusting and about seasons and things coming in their time and that each thing has a place within the whole of nature and when it's in balance all is well so it was putting all of that in place and and developing a good self-care practice really and how do you think it affects us just to be so a lot of us are so far removed from nature and you know working in offices mm -hmm. you know buying four walls and, and these cubicles just very like kind of unnatural states for for humans i guess you know kind of yeah. uh, living and working like chicken coops so like <laughs> what uh what what effects do you think that has and then how how can sort of getting back to nature um sort of help us i think the degree of impact will vary from person to person as to how resilient they are or how sensitive they are to those sorts of things but generally speaking i think we we have to tone down sometimes if we want to if we're in a situation where we're living a life that is in the chicken coop and somewhere inside of us we're going this isn't natural and i'd rather be outdoors but I need to earn a living, so I'm here. If we're doing that sort of thing, we, we need to tone down, turn down the volume on how we're feeling so that it doesn't get too much in the way. And we can carry on, we can do the nine to five. But in doing that, we lose a lot of the color and the richness of life because we just need to switch off from how we're feeling. And it, switching off from one aspect kind of don't, turns down a lot of the others as well and we're not getting the natural light if we're in an office and a lot of it's just maybe strip lighting uh, we're looking at a screen potentially all day and this is a big thing for lockdown that a lot of us certainly over here in the uk we're still in lockdown and everything is online so we're looking at the screen all day and it really has an impact with that backlight that blue light affects our sleep we, we don't have the natural rhythms in our body then. Uh, it's stressful and stress puts a huge impact on our body. And then we can get aches and pains and discomfort. And if we're not conscious, if we're, we're not realizing that those are the body going, this, this isn't working, I need to make changes, then those little nudges can start to become bigger and bigger as the the, we, we don't hear those little nudges. So the body then starts to shout, it turns up its volume. And so people can have, you know, eye strain and headaches and neck pain, and back pain, uh, and then potentially go on into being even more serious conditions. Okay. So tell me, tell me about kind of your company and, and what, uh, what the process is when people it, the people that you work with, would you do you call them like clients that you coach or? I tend to just call them people I work with. People you work with. 
There you go. Yeah, sometimes so clients, because it, it depends on the situation, but yeah, people so, are. Okay, so what's the process if I, if I said, you know, Robin, you know, I've been feeling disconnected. I want to, you know, kind of get back in touch and, and you know, what, what, uh, what, what would happen? I have a three-tier way uh, package really that people can come into and it's all it all goes together to be the transformational journey and the first tier is first steps then it's going deeper and then it's ongoing adventures and in that first level I work with the person to look at their timeline look at what's been going on in their lives what symptoms they might be experiencing so what little nudges is the body giving them and then as you read in my bio earlier it's looking at what are those actually telling us what so i look at uh the three main questions would be why am i sick or why am i experiencing these symptoms they might not be necessarily physical they might be uh the kind of not being able to sleep rather than pain um or thought processes, beliefs that are going on, repeating patterns in their lives. So why am I experiencing this? Why now? And why in this way? And going through their timeline to explore that. And that reveals the beliefs and how the person sees themselves in the world and how they're interacting with all of that. So then at the end of that process, I put together a series of steps that they can take looking at all aspects because sometimes you go to a doctor and they look just at you've got headaches we'll look at your head or you've got frozen shoulder we'll look at your shoulder but we are mind body and spirit and every single part of us the shoulder relates to the back relates to the whole body and the body relates to the mind and relates to our spiritual being whatever way you want to take that whatever that means for each individual so we have to look at all of that in order to get that balance and equenergy is equilibrium so balance and energy so it's bringing all of that into uh, balance so that we then experience well-being in a natural way and having done that with the person the next few sessions are to start that process of working on the things that we find together and addressing them helping them to shift in whatever way is appropriate for that person so it's not follow these steps one size fits all it's about as an individual what is your body asking for how can you create that life that is going to be just right for you how can you tune into your intuition what messages is it sending you how can you strengthen that connection and like tuning in a radio how can you tune it in even more finely or constantly getting closer and closer to that real clarity okay and tell me what what are the the steps or maybe skills uh, is a better word that that uh that it takes for you to sort of be able to be good at at helping to to lead people where they need to go i mean has it has it been a process like of you just kind of building up your intuition, having worked with people over the years, or do you feel like you, you kind of naturally have this gift? I think to a degree, we all have an ability to tune in to what's going on in a situation. And 
I'm sure everybody knows what it's like. You walk into a room and you can feel there's an atmosphere. And so it's that kind of thing, just being able to tune into the energy and to really listen and really draw out from that what is what is going on what what can i learn from this so having done that for myself and then working with people it is a, something as well that i've honed over the years uh, i've worked with energy in lots of different ways doing reiki and energy healing and uh, all the intuitive sort of work as well so i think in terms of tools that i use it's deep listening intuitive listening mirroring because like i was saying with the oprah winfrey quote i see myself as being the person who sees what maybe the other person doesn't see say what the, the person i'm working with doesn't see within themselves but helping them to see it, helping them to see how amazing they are, the richness of what they bring to the world, their individuality, their uniqueness, and the light that is within them, so that that can then shine uh, as brightly as, as, it, as possible. And how to then draw that out, how to support them in finding ways to reconnect with their uh, their body wisdom, their intuition, all the things that it's telling them so that they can hear and understand and interpret and respond to that. Okay. And so we mentioned as far as kind of what, what has prevented people or what sort of blocks people from getting in tune with that being uh, like we talked about, like the social conditioning. Are there other things too uh, that just within our environment or the way that our society is set up that, that, uh, sort of has has led people astray. I think there are a lot of things. Um, there are a lot of basic things as well. If you think of the idea of Maslow's triangle, and if we're starting at the bottom and we're just trying to get our basic needs met, basic needs are even things like food and water. If we're not drinking enough and staying well enough hydrated, then the body doesn't work as well as it should do. We are a mixture of electricity and chemicals and all of this energy that needs water to function properly and effectively in the way that it's designed to work and we also need good healthy nutritious food unfortunately with intensive farming a lot of the nutrients that would have been in food years ago is no longer there we're using pesticides and antibiotics and a lot of different chemicals and, and medicines as well in the production of food. If you think of farmed animals, they are kept, if they're intensively farmed, they're kept very closely together like shrimp and also livestock. So they're given antibiotics to keep them allegedly healthy, but it's getting then into the food chain. And that's why we're having reactions to some foods and we're becoming antibiotic resistant and drug and the microbes are becoming antibiotic resistant and it's damaging our gut flora and fauna and our intuition when they say listen to your gut it really is your gut 
they know that we have several brains, not just the brain in our head. There's a heart brain, there's a gut brain. If we're not taking care of those very basic needs, then that's impacting on that sense of intuition, on, on our whole system, you know, systemic well-being. Uh, so food, um, keeping hydrated, exercising, if we're sitting in a chicken cubicle all day long, we're not getting that movement and the body needs movement for the circulation, for the lubrication of our joints. Uh, and all of these things have an impact on how our intelligence systems of the body work and how therefore we are getting that information back, that intuition, that inner guidance to know who am I really? What do I want to be? How do I make good informed choices that are right for me? So it goes all the way through really. Okay. And uh, you mentioned, you mentioned a diet or, or what we eat. Tell me about, you know, with, with kind of in the health community, with there being so many different sort of uh, um, ways of looking at things. And so, you know, such a divisive take on, uh, on nutrition. What do you, what, what's your opinion and, and what do you advise? Is it, is it individualized um, kind of based on people you work with or do you have kind of a, uh, a certain philosophy when it comes to, to food? It, I don't do nutrition per se. I don't take people through a nutrition program. What I do is then refer on to people. If I identify that that is something that a person really needs to work on, I have other people that I draw on their, their skills in that area because it's, it's not my area. But as an overall, I really encourage people to cook from scratch where they can rather than eating a lot of processed foods, which aren't always very healthy for us. And I advocate a plant based diet. They're showing how much better that is for us. And it also tends to not always because there's a lot of kind of plastic vegan food out there. I call it plastic, but you know, it's just a lot of processed stuff. It's not real proper food. Uh, so I really, that's why I advocate that people cook from scratch, know their ingredients as well. If you're eating something out of a packet, out of a can, read the ingredients list. Do you know what all of those things are? Or are the things that are just chemicals and you don't really know what they are? Or uh, things like meat derivative, which you might see in some things. Well, what is that? So to know what your ingredients are, and to select the ones that are more natural for us as well. And even just to go with what's natural for the area in which you were born and in which you live, there are fewer air miles on the food. Uh, it's not likely, not as likely to have a lot of pesticides that have had to keep it fresh, traveling all the way from say the other side of the world. It's more seasonal for the area in which you live your whole gut biome is set up to eat that. Because you know that only 10% of our cells are actually our cells. The rest of those cells are made up of our gut biome and the, the bacteria on our skin and all of those things. So when we feed ourselves, we're not just feeding ourselves, we're feeding the microbes that help to keep us healthy, keeping that balance so that we have the good 
I mean, good and bad in these terms are, in these uh, phrases are kind of relative, but what's known as the good bacteria versus the not so good bacteria, the really ones that support us and keep us healthy, we're feeding them. We want them to stay healthy, which then makes us stay healthy and builds our immune system. All of these things, which are so important at the moment with the whole situation in the world with coronavirus, that we need to take care of ourselves and then we're less likely to get sick and if we do we're more likely to be resilient and to have either less uh, severe symptoms or to bounce back more quickly okay so we've kind of tackled like the biological uh, basis of health maybe and tell me about like as far as the the psychological side of things what what are kind of common roadblocks that you see people uh, running into um, just in terms of not being, you know, say they have, you know, they are, you know, addressing the biological, uh, you know, they're taking good care of their, their physical bodies, eating well, you know, exercising, but something doesn't feel right psychologically. They're, they're stressed all the time. They're, you know, not happy, depressed, whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, what, what, are, what are some of the, the common problems that you work with in terms of that? generally it'll be what beliefs are we running so are the beliefs i'm not good enough which is a very common one sadly or that i can't be myself therefore i have to push that down and that can in itself be very depressing because i'm not allowing myself to be me i'm not allowing my expression to come forth and if you think again of Maslow's triangle, the top part of that triangle is self-actualization. If we're not allowing ourselves to get there, then it does sort of take away what you what, what is the point of me being here? If I'm not able to be me, that's why I'm here to be me. So that in itself can be very depressing. And it, it's for me, it's always looking at beliefs. Beliefs are what hold us in whatever experience we are having because our experience comes from our belief comes from our thoughts so what are the thoughts that we're thinking what is the self-talk that's going on in our inner chatter and where is that holding us stuck where is it holding us back where are we being our worst our own worst critic and how to shift that into something that's much more supportive and uplifting we talk to ourselves the way we wouldn't even talk to our worst enemy sometimes so it's just interrupting that pattern and creating that shift and being conscious so keeping an open mind keeping curiosity developing compassion for ourselves forgiving ourselves for the times when we slip and keeping in that curiosity that openness to go mm, what why have i responded in that way what is my belief around that where is that maybe holding me stuck and just to keep playing with what's going on in our lives and to explore it and to think mm, how could i do that better how could i support myself better how could i have better self-care self-awareness self-loving so that I can grow and I can be the person that I'm here to be. And I think that's the psychological side. 
It's looking at our thoughts, looking at our beliefs and addressing those where they're not serving us. Great. Well, Robin, I've really enjoyed uh, having you on the show and, and our discussion today. If people want to connect with you or learn more about uh, your work, where would you direct them to? There's my website, which is www.equenergy, E-Q-U-E-N-E-R-G-Y.com. And there's loads of information and links and uh, stuff about what I do on there. And you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. Again, just search for Equenergy. Um, and I've got a Facebook group, which is Wild Wisdom Wellbeing. So if you search for that and come along and join me there, it's a private group. So, you know, it's a request to join group. But I love having anybody who is interested in well-being and in how they can step more fully into their soul self. Uh, I share meditations and lives and journal prompts and lots of different stuff in there. So yeah, anybody's welcome to pop along and, and join us in the, in the group there. Great. Well, yeah, I do encourage the, the listeners to go and check that out. And for those of you guys who did enjoy the show, go ahead and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or Roscoe's Wetsuit Neuro. You can also find audio versions of the podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else that audio podcasts are available. Robin, again, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much, Toby. It's been lovely to be here. Absolutely.